the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. A good Thursday to you, Bruce Hooley with you here on the Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to be with you. We have charges, an indictment at least, in the case of former Franklin County Sheriff's Deputy Jason Meade. This is the matter that resulted in the death of 23-year-old Casey Goodson. And it's interesting, uh, as former officer, former Deputy Meade, is uh, indicted on murder charges that this news coincides with an incident that demonstrates the complexity of being a law enforcement officer. Uh, That is what we will discuss today at the outset of a Thursday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. You can take us with you wherever you go. iHeart, TuneIn, Radio.com app. We have our own app. Search 989-FM, The Answer, in the iTunes and Google Play Store. Watch the show on Facebook, The Hooley Show, or the 989 Answer Facebook page. So, Jason Meade, it will be a year Saturday that Casey Goodson died in a shooting as he was entering his home. The story we have been told is that Jason Meade was engaged in a joint effort with another law enforcement agency. Casey Goodson passed by, and the story is, waved a gun or brandished a gun or in some way, shape, or form, I'm sure the defense team will say that uh, deputy at the time, Jason Meade, felt threatened. And so he pursued Casey Goodson. Casey Goodson was entering his home, or at least a home where he was free to enter, the home of a family member, something like that, and was shot. Six of the bullets Uh, hit Casey Goodson, five of them in the back. And it always sounds bad when someone is hit in the back because we've been schooled through our television, movie exposure that if you're shot in the back, it's a cowardly act. Well, I I mean, it may be. It may not be. Jacob Blake, and I in no way, shape, or form, am equating Casey Goodson to Jason Blake. I'm using the Jason Blake, a separate, completely, totally separate incident, to demonstrate how people react to the news that someone is shot in the back, and they react viscerally. They do not believe that anyone who's shot in the back can be done so in a way that is defensible. But in the case of Jacob Blake, he was brandishing a knife. He had fought officers. He had resisted a taser. You don't have time to say, you know, it's going to look bad if I shoot you in the back. Would you please turn around? So the threat that you are to me right now, that is very, very real to me, looks better in the retelling. No, you don't get the option to do that. So I'm not as apt as other people to look at 
Casey Goodson being shot in the back and say, well, on its face, that, that can't be right. I'm also not inclined, though the public is inclined, to look at the number of times Casey Goodson was shot and say, this proves that Jason Meade was in the wrong. Because as I've said to you before, and you really need to know this, when an officer crosses the threshold of determining that lethal force is appropriate, they are trained, trained to empty their weapon. Because, pretty self-evident why, we've crossed the threshold where I believe this person is a threat to me or others around them. What is the most important objective of firing your weapon to disarm the threat. How are you best able to disarm the threat? By dealing with it as forcefully as possible. And what would be the most forceful way you could deal with that threat? It would be to empty your weapon. You don't have time to say, there's one. Are you done now? No, that's not how it's done, and because if it were done that way, we would end up with a lot of dead people, innocent people, people who the person you're trying to disarm is trying to hurt, and sometimes in some instances that is a law enforcement officer. So the whole shooting in the back and the number of times shot in the back, I know it's used by many people as overwhelming evidence that the law enforcement officer was wrong, It is, in fact, not that at all. But that also doesn't mean that Jason Meade is in the right if Casey Goodson, I don't know, was maybe waved his Subway sandwich at Jason Meade. Here's the problem. However this case is decided, it's going to be seen as Casey Goodson either did not receive justice if officer, former officer Meade, former deputy Meade is acquitted, Or that Jason Meade didn't receive justice. If he's found to be, by the charges, by the definition of the charges, when charged with murder, if you're found guilty, you're a murderer. Because we've lost faith in the applicability and fairness of our justice system. Right? There were people who celebrated, and this was one of the first kick-in-the-gut moments that I suffered And you suffered as an American citizen. Do you remember how you felt when O.J. Simpson was found not guilty? I mean, I was offended initially by, well, this dude's guilty. Like, he killed Nicole Brown Simpson. He killed Ronald Goldman. There's no doubt in my mind the DNA evidence is overwhelming. The circumstantial evidence is overwhelming. His domestic violence record with her is overwhelming. Like, he did it. Every thinking person knows he did it. That was a horrible thing to behold. But then, within 30 seconds, the celebration of those who viewed O.J. Simpson being found not guilty as a, I don't know what, a, (laughs) they, they seemed to be celebrating that they knew he got away with it. Like, not that, hey, an innocent man has been found innocent. No, They were happy that they saw someone who they liked 
get away with killing someone because their perception was that a lot of people who were friends, family members, people they looked up to, had been unjustly convicted. And that was the first time that I thought, we have people, a lot of people in our country who don't believe that our justice system is fair. That's not a recipe for an orderly society to be able to survive in. It's just not. And now, many years later, many years later, what, 25 years later, 27, 28, a little less than 30 years later, here we are with some people thinking Derek Chauvin was fairly convicted. Other people thinking Derek Chauvin didn't get a fair trial. Some people thinking Kyle Rittenhouse was fairly exonerated. Other people thinking, well, this is indicative that the system doesn't work for people who aren't white. The people, the three guys in Georgia who were convicted of murdering Ahmed Arbery, has that been celebrated by the people who reacted so viscerally to the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict? I mean, if you were really ticked about the Rittenhouse verdict, you got to be thrilled by the verdict in the Arbery shooter's case. No, hasn't been, hasn't been nearly as celebrated. So that's where we're headed with this matter of Casey Goodson because we don't have body cam footage. We have Jason Meade telling one story. Casey Goodson can't tell what happened. He can't give his version of events. I'm sure his family will. I'm sure his friends will. But this is why this is such a complex case. And the additional complexity of it is that I know people who believe law enforcement officers are um, overwhelmed with racism and bigotry and qualities that would, if actually part of their mental thought process, disqualify them to be officers. They don't seem to grasp that the job they are tasked with doing is a job where their sensibilities have to always be heightened to danger and perceive danger because even in the most innocuous of circumstances, their life could end like that. I will prove it to you next because, as I say, it is serendipitous that the indictment of Jason Meade happens on a day where a routine traffic stop in Columbus, Ohio, turned violent. Details next on a Thursday edition of The Bruce Woolley Show. So there is an indictment of the former Franklin County Sheriff's Deputy Jason Meade, been indicted, two counts of murder, one count of reckless homicide. Saturday will be the one-year anniversary of the shooting that resulted in the death of Casey Goodson. Uh, Casey Goodson is a young man, 23 years old, and he was entering the home of a family member, maybe his uh, home. That's unclear to me. No body cam footage. Jason Meade's view of it was that Casey Goodson drove past a place where Jason Meade was doing a joint uh, task force effort with, um, I think it was the federal marshals, 
He says Casey Goodson waved a gun. So I guess that's why he pursued him. Now, it looks bad that Casey Goodson shot five times in the back, and it's always tragic when a young man loses his life. But here's the thing. This is perceived among those who think the cops are bad and are looking to uh, shoot young black men as just another indication that all police should be mistrusted. Police look at this and want you to know that every single action that you take is one that they have to have heightened sensitivity to because they never know if your actions are innocent or if your actions could result in somebody knocking on the door of their wife, mom, dad, and saying, I'm sorry, uh, the son or daughter that serves in our law enforcement agency is dead. Last night, there was what appeared to be a pretty routine traffic accident. Two Columbus police officers who had been at a hospital, I think it was Doctors West, who'd been at a hospital because there was a patient, I mean, not really a patient, it was somebody who'd been incarcerated, and they had to have some kind of a medical checkup or something before they were remanded over to other authorities. So these cops were on their way back from that. They're done. They're finished. Job done, right? And they see two vehicles off to the side of the road, and they see Franklin County Sheriff's deputies on the scene. So these two CPD officers could have said, none of our business, not getting involved, not helping. But the brotherhood among officers is such that they saw it and they thought, you know, we should probably stop and just see if these guys need any assistance. So the guy who the uh, officers end up talking to is 30-year-old Brandon Johnson. And they're talking with Brandon Johnson, and all of a sudden Brandon Johnson takes off running. Well, you can't do that when police officers have stopped you, when your vehicle is off to the side of the road involved in a car accident. So what are you going to do? Well, you have to give chase because why would Brandon Johnson run? Well, Brandon Johnson, who knows? He might be wanted for a drug offense, he might be wanted for domestic violence, he might be he might be wanted for something. There's a reason why. Why would you run? So they start running after Brandon Johnson, and Brandon Johnson pulls out a gun and starts shooting at them. Now, Brandon Johnson shooting at these officers could result in these officers' deaths, right? They didn't even have to stop. They just decided to stop and be helpful. They certainly thought this was not a dangerous situation, and I bring this up because it's pretty good timing, actually, for us to all understand that what we think we see with the Casey Goodson case may not be what it actually was. We have a justice system. We have precedent on how cases are to be adjudicated that will tell us whether Jason Meade was in the right or in the wrong. And we have to be committed to that and trust it, first of all, because there's no other better option. And second of all, because if we are just going to say that, yeah, the Derek Chauvin verdict was right, but the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict was wrong, or or the Derek Chauvin case was wrong and the Kyle Rittenhouse case was right, there's no order in that. And a society without order is a society that ceases to survive. I would like for our society to survive. I would like for aspects of our society to go away. But I would like for our society to survive because it's infinitely superior to other societies out there. We have more rights, more freedoms, more liberties. They're trying to be eroded every day. I'd like to see 
us push back against that. But the jury system and legal representation and all those kinds of things, there is no better system out there. So these officers who were chasing Brandon Johnson last night, they're not on duty today. That's typical. They have to be put down, you know, put off off duty until they are found to have acted appropriately or not appropriately. One of the officers, we don't know who yet, shot at Brandon Johnson, which, yeah, he fired first. He ran away. They're allowed to do that. He was hit. They took him to Grant Medical Center after giving him on-scene medical treatment. Now, I know, that's the right thing, right? On-scene medical treatment. But this is what you're asked to do as a police officer. You're asked to provide on-scene medical treatment to the guy who just tried to kill you or just engaged in activity that could have killed you. So Jason Meade is charged with murder, been indicted by a Franklin County grand jury. It's very interesting to me. Johnson, the guy who shot at the officers last night, is facing four counts of first-degree felony felonious assault on a police officer. Four counts of felony felonious assault on a police officer. Okay, that sounds like a serious charge. It's a felony. Felonious assault sounds bad. Why is it not attempted murder? Why is it not attempted murder? I think it's third-degree murder, where you just fire indiscriminately and, oh, somebody got hit. But that's third-degree murder. Or maybe it's second-degree murder. I'm not a lawyer. I don't want to play one on the radio. But he's shooting at officers. Would this not be an activity we would like to discourage in our society? People who are being detained by police, A, fleeing police, and B, shooting at police. I would think we could all agree, even the leftist of the left could agree that's an activity that is frowned upon, but he's not charged with attempted murder. He's not charged with attempted second or third degree murder. They got Chauvin for one, two, and three. I think they got Chauvin for like first, second, and third degree murder. They got him for multiple different degrees of murder. He's a cop trying to do his job. He did it bad. He did it wrong. But why is this guy not charged? And by the way, why is Daryl Brooks, the guy in Wisconsin, who drove over grandmas and children, why is he not charged with terrorism? That seems like a pretty terrifying thing to drive over people and kill them while they're in a parade. But he's not charged with terrorism. The kid in Michigan, school shooter, he's charged with terrorism. He should be. Why is he charged with murder in Michigan and Daryl Brooks isn't? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.